Welcome to the Joyful Educational Leadership Podcast, a podcast for school and district leaders who want to wake up and be excited to go to work, ensure that teachers are happy, students are joyful, and parents are engaged and make a positive difference in the lives of those they serve. Your host, Dr. Donna Marie Kozine, will share tips, tricks, and proven strategies to increase joy in your staff, students, and yourself. Welcome to episode six of the Joyful Educational Leadership Podcast, Be the Joy. I'm Dr. Donna Marie Kozine, and I thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. Today is the last episode in season one of Joyful Educational Leadership Podcast. And today I'm talking about you. Be the joy. How do you increase joy in your school, in your life, in your community? It's by focusing on you and being the joy. The first thing is, I want you to always remember that we must lead by example. So if it's joy that we want, it is joy that we need to bring. When I think about leading by example, I think about the phrase, what you inspect is what you expect and what you expect is what you inspect. So lead by example and people are always watching us. So when we walk around the building, if we don't have a smile on our face, they are filling in the blanks as to why they think that we're not in a good place or what's bothering us. So be the joy, lead by example and bring the joy. One of our first years here, um, our kindergarten students had graduated. And I think I talked about this in a previous podcast and it was just such a great um, ending of the year that we had this like wonderful dance party that was thrown together at the last minute, but it was a lot of fun. But one of the things I've noticed about this school, this school that I founded on the foundation of joy is that every year consistently when the buses leave this building for summer, children are crying. They do not wanna leave. Many of them don't wanna leave even on vacation breaks. They wanna stay with us. So when you are able to create joy in your environment by being the joy yourself, those are the type of outcomes that you're going to get. You're gonna get students who don't wanna leave your school. You're going to have teachers who are happy to be here, happy to put in the extra work and the extra effort to meet meet your children. So remember to lead by example. And if you wanna be the joy, bring the joy. The second thing is to orient to high expectations. You want to make sure that you are looking at high expectations and your staff is looking at high expectations. When I speak of orienting to high expectations, I don't just mean students. I also mean teachers. I also mean staff members, office people, custodians, food service, and also work products. Not just high expectations for what teachers are teaching, but high expectations for what students are producing. I finally realized somewhere in my leadership journey that if you really wanna know what's going on in a classroom, you need to look at what students are producing because there is a direct correlation between the quality of teacher and quality of instruction and what students are producing. I can remember being a young teacher early on. I didn't know a lot about assessments. I gave assessments, but it wasn't the type of data-driven culture that we have now. And I remember giving an assessment and realizing that the kids didn't do well on it. And I remember literally saying, well, I taught it, but they didn't learn it. What a stupid thing to say <laughs> as a young teacher. But if you taught it and they didn't learn it, then that says something about how you taught it. 
So orienting to high expectations in your building will help you experience joy and help you be the joy. Because when you are expecting everyone to have high expectations and bring their A game, that is a joyful environment for children. Also celebrate, celebrate every little thing you can. Staff birthdays, um, student birthdays, put them on the announcements, have assemblies, have um, pep rallies for academics as well as sports, have field day, have all those wonderful things that schools do regularly and then pepper in some of your own things. For Read Across America Week a number of years ago, we instituted a reading incentive. And at the end of the week, the reading incentive, there's a K2 winner and a 3-6 winner. And the children who have read the most, however we calculate it, it's usually through an online reading platform. The students who achieve the most get a $100 uh, Barnes and Noble shopping spree and lunch out with the building principal. So we would take them in, the, we take them in the car, we go to have them tell us where they want to go. We usually go to like a Bill Gray's which in New York, upstate New York is like a burger joint. Or I've taken kids to Applebee's or whatever. We'll take them to a uh, lunch outside of school. And then we take them to Barnes and Noble and they shop around and we help them pick things. And so sweet, it always indubitably, <laughs> and there's always someone who says, can I get this for my brother? Can I get this for my sister? And our only rule is that they have to spend their shopping spree money on books. And that little thing doesn't cost a school much, but it makes a huge difference to our students. Summer reading initiative, you know, we did a summer reading initiative and we gave out prizes, but also every kid who participated got a t-shirt that they could wear on Fridays for on Fridays, they don't have to wear their school uniform if they have a school t-shirt. So figure out what type of things you can celebrate in school because that's what makes it make it fun. That's what makes it fun. If you're, you know, prepping for testing season, you know, we did something called the level up challenge and we did this, um, I have such a creative team. We put this big sign up that said loading dot, dot, dot. And the kids were like, oh my gosh, what's loading? And on the following Monday, we introduced this idea of this school-wide for third through sixth graders video game. And all of us just in the leadership team, we all dressed up like characters from different video games. And we did this level up challenge and it was just fun and the kids loved it. And we were silly and they loved being silly. And uh, it was just a lot of fun. And, and those are the type of things that help you continue to experience joy yourself. Because when the kids are excited, we're excited. The other thing, when you, if you wanna have a joyful school and joyful for you as well, um, judiciously pick your initiatives. When I started um, as a principal the first time, I was a principal, this is a funny story I tell a lot. Um, I was all about moving the dial and moving things that were going on in the school. I replaced somebody who was in there in the position for like 40 something years and we were the complete antithesis of each other. I was 30 years old and he was 67 and he had been there for 40 years and I was a brand new principal and he was a man and I was a woman. So we couldn't have been more different. And, you know, he had been there so long that things just kind of just went on on their own. And I started going in and kind of poking the nest, like what's going on here and what's going on here. And, you know, have you thought of this or have you thought of that? And one day the two 
uh, two of the union reps came to meet me, lovely ladies, um, and their names were Marie and Debbie. And they said, Donna Marie, you're just going too fast for us. Can you just slow down? Because I was doing training them on curriculum mapping, you know, doing all this stuff. And I said to them, I'm going half speed in my brain. And they were like, well, ha your half speed is way too fast for us. And then I realized that, listen, you could give do an initiative, but if people aren't on board with you, you're not going to get the outcome that you're looking for. You're not going to get the high quality outcome of increased achievement or increased instructional pedagogy or whatever it may be. So now what I do is I only roll out and I've, my school, we only roll out initiatives at the beginning of the year. And if we have an idea for a new initiative, we might pilot it with somebody. We might say, okay, we want to try this thing. Is anybody interested in piloting it? We always have somebody who's interested or who will try it, you know, but in terms of big new initiatives, like changing our PBIS structure or uh, starting a new instructional pedagogy, we do the, all of that. We onboard everybody in August and then we spiral support throughout the year. Nothing makes teachers more crazy than um, a revolving door of new initiatives. Because what they'll say is, well, here's just another thing that they're gonna start and they're not gonna follow through with. So when you judiciously pick initiatives, you pick two or three for the entire year, you can support those consistently through the year. You're having the same conversations with staff, you're spiraling support, you're going back to a, with professional learning and you have a much higher level of fidelity of, of implementation with that than with just kind of throwing this at them the next month, throwing something else at them. So I caution you, make sure that you judiciously pick your initiatives. Also, being the joy means supporting your staff. What type of support do your people need? And sometimes it's not just, you know, work support. Sometimes it's also family support or other things. Do you have an employee assistance program? We have a great employee assistance program here. And, you know, a lot of places, I don't even think people know what their employee assistance program is able to support them with. It's not just counseling. It's a lot of other things. It's helping your family find uh, summer camps. It's making a will, it's planning your summer vacation. It's a lot of different things that your employee assistance program can support your staff with. So con continue to offer support for your staff. Do fun things. Um, you know, Teacher Appreciation Week is in May, but you can appreciate your staff all year. That's one thing that I always do. We always call it Staff Appreciation Week and not um, Teacher Appreciation Week, by the way, because it's more than just teachers who make a joyful school. But each month, can you do something? It doesn't have to cost a lot of money. I remember one day I put um, in the teacher's room, I had Almond Joy and Mounds. And I wrote, um, thank you for bringing Mounds of Joy to your students. And it was just candy that they could come and help themselves to. Or um, one day I did small plants and it said, uh, thank you for helping children grow where they're planted. Go on Pinterest, you'll see millions of them and they don't have to be really expensive. Just cute little things that you can do to show your um, show support to your staff. And in doing that, I talked in the last podcast about establishing boundaries and those boundaries are not just for, for your staff, they're for you too. One of the ways to make sure that you continue to have joy in your life is making sure that you have boundaries in your personal and professional life. I can remember um, a parent called me at my house at 10 o'clock at night and my husband was like, okay, this is, 
this is over the top. You know, we were, kids were asleep. I was in bed. He's calling me um, about this crisis. He's putting me, asking the police officers if they want to talk to me on the phone. And um, they were like, no, we don't need to speak with Dr. Kovai. <laughs> so, you know, establishing boundaries. And now that person knows, like, you know, unless it's a true, true emergency, you know, please don't call me that late or you can text me or whatever it may be. And I've had conversations as well with um, board members about that. You know, people don't realize that it's late. It's late to call. And I've actually gotten better too, trying not to reach out to my leaders on the weekends or um, if I really have to, they know like, oh, this is something Donna Marie really needs because normally I'm not sending things or I'll send an email on the title will say, please don't open until Monday morning, <laughs> you know, because sometimes I'm doing it just to get it off of my mind because I might forget. But respecting those boundaries, your own boundaries and respecting the boundaries of others. And that also helps you with your work-life balance. And um, I think it was in my first book, I talked about when I started this school, my husband, it, my husband's an amazing man and all of my blessings really have flown from, flowed from marrying him. I tell him that all the time. But um, when I started this school, it was literally like 24 seven. And one day he said to me, you know, babe, when you come home, could you not do any schoolwork? Cause I would come home and I would just be on the laptop. Da -da 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 -da. Kids would go to bed. I'd be on the laptop. Kids were up. I'd be on the laptop. So he said, you know, you come home and you're really not present for our family. I know you're with Juliet all day. You're not getting home till 530 or six o'clock. Theo hasn't seen you. I haven't seen you. Could you do your best not to do schoolwork at home? So I was like, I can do that. This guy's amazing. I can do that. So I stopped doing schoolwork at home. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> and then um, I should, I should clarify to say I stopped doing schoolwork while my children were awake. Let me just get a sip of water. Hold on. Thank you. I was a little frog in my throat. And then my children went to bed and then I got in bed with my laptop and then I was doing work. And then he said, okay, well, you made a little bit of progress. You're more present for our children, but now you're not present for me. So it, it didn't happen overnight, but I'm better now at being on the computer and not being on the computer at home. Um, and if I say to him, babe, you know, I just need one hour tonight to do this one thing or one hour this weekend, he really respects that because I'm keeping that boundary during the week of not having my face in the computer all the time. Because every single one of you who is on here, if you're a leader, you know that there's plenty of work to do and it will, it never gets done. So it's just a matter of knowing when to turn it off. So work-life balance is really, really important. What I'd like you to think about is how are you the joy in your organization? What do you do that, what are your personal attributes or what are your personality attributes or what are some of the actions you do to make your work joyful? And if you can't think of any, what can you do? Or add something to your list of things that make, make it joyful. I'd love to hear about it. You can email me at dmc at consultdmc.com. And everything I talked about today can be found in my book, um, where I talk about my school joy method, which is the method to increase school joy. It's called Happy Teachers, Joyful Students, Engaged Families, and it is a plan to build a school community that works. This has been an amazing experience this um, whole season of my first 
rollout season of the Joyful Educational Leadership Podcast. I have a lot of really amazing things planned for the second season, including interviewing um, leaders who are increasing joy in their schools and, and increasing joy in themselves and getting great results with students. So I hope that you will, that you will um, tune in for season two. The book, Educational, the book that I talked about today, my second book that I wrote, Happy Teachers, Joyful Students, Engaged Parents, can be found at www.joyfulteachers.com, www.joyfulteachers.com to get your free download PDF of my second book. You will not be disappointed. Until next time, until season two, in love, friendship, and leadership, this is Donna Marie signing out. Have a joyful day. This has been another edition of the Joyful Educational Leadership Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes and share it with friends and colleagues. If you'd like to join our mailing list, please go to www.joyfuleducationalleadership.com where you can learn more about how you can become the joyful leader you were meant to be.